now I must thank you for appearing on the scene. You make this rather snappy, won't you? I have some very heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock. Well, then, uh, let's get down to detail. Where do we start? I might come back and ask you some more questions. At least then he can't say the wrong thing. Truth. And so! Truth and Soul Incorporated. The New Zealand Advertising Podcast. Hello, podcast listener um, out there. This is uh, uh, Truth and Soul, Volume 37, Subsection B. And today, uh, as a guest, we have uh, an individual who has had a sparkling rise through the um, advertising creative ranks, has worked uh, originally from Australia and somehow found herself, which gives you a clue, over here in New Zealand, worked for a number of top agencies in New Zealand, then went to, um, with Jono, oh shit, there's another clue, uh, and went to Dro- Droga 5 in New York for a couple of years, I think, and, uh, and then came back to New Zealand. Uh, I am talking about the the industry's best Scrabble word, uh, Lisa Fedizin, is that right? Um, so, uh, welcome, Lisa. And first of all, important stuff, where's that surname from? Ukraine. Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Ukraine via Melbourne? Yes. Yeah. Um, my grandparents came over ju- just after the war. Yeah. Second okay, so, so it's been a while. Yeah. And being from Melbourne, who did you barrack for? I did barrack for Collingwood. And here the podcast ends. That's... <laughs> That's a bit sad. Because you did, you did though. Oh, you past, did? past tense. Oh, okay. So now, now you, you're not interested? No one. Oh. Just from afar. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, personally, I, I, from Richard Max, I caught the Geelong bug. So that's... Oh, uh, that's same as Jono. I see. Yeah. Is he Geelong? So you guys could all get together and watch the games. Yeah. Oh, okay. That'd no, be I'd, great fun. Uh, yeah. I, I, I love it as a sport, but the, because not many people over here are, are interested in it and you can't go and see the games, that so you kind of lose track with it. So that, that's been replaced by NFL. Mm. Anyway, sorry, this is the uh, advertising podcast, <laughs> not, not, not sports report. And uh, Lisa is currently uh, unemployed, is that fair to say? Mm. Mm. Yogaring, fight clubbing, fight bathroom, club. bathroom renovating. Right, okay. Uh, that's... Uh, interesting selection yeah. uh, because uh, Lisa was at um, Ogilvy, are they called Ogilvy? Ogilvy, mm-hmm. Ogilvy, Ogilvy. In New Zealand, mm. who um, rebranded, bought themselves back, and launched as Stanley Street. And Lisa and John are left. And Lisa's going to, uh, the whole industry is a gog as to, as to what the guys are going to do next. And Lisa's going to tell us later, are you? No, she's not. Mm. <laughs> Worst well, guess, may, worst may, guess ever. May, oh may, no! Maybe, maybe by the end of the end, end of the podcast. Sorry, by the time the podcast comes out, you might uh, we might know. Anyway, so Lisa, why did you get into this business? What 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 happened? Oh, what, what happened wrong? in my life? Then? <laughs> no, um, there's you when when I asked you sort of um you know what you what you'd like to discuss. That was yeah. really interesting because it's sort of made me think about several points. Yeah. So when I was little, I had an American friend, maybe I was like 
Center Eight. So this yeah. is back in Melbourne, and we'd play this board game that included a, a video, you know, VHS, and it was all about ads and American ads. And I can't remember yeah. the aim of the game, but I couldn't believe how entertained I was by like these thirty-second little films. Yeah, and I remember Where's the Beef, and it just kind of, kind of stuck with me. And then um, throughout school, I was very art design focused. So you, your parents yeah. didn't have any interest in it. Not at all. Your family, immediate no. family, no. No. Um, and, yeah, so I just had a art design focus, um, probably leaning more towards fine arts, but coming from more of a working-class background, how do you monetize that when you don't sort of see anyone yeah. doing that in front of you? So I think design seemed to make the most sense when applying um, for degrees. And then got into design met Jono and really realised it wasn't quite broad enough or the right... Um, so you met Jono at design school? Yeah, at design school. And how long ago was that? Oh, so we were there. That's almost 20 years ago. 20? Yeah. You're not old enough. You're old enough. Yes, okay. I, I yep. am old enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we um, we did that and I did um, just a few work experience, um, jobs placements when I was just in my uni holidays from design to fashion. Where, where did you do, uh, which, which Melbourne institution were you? Oh, we were at RMIT. RMIT? Yeah. Which stands for London McDonald's no. Institute of TAFE. No, yeah. technology. Yeah. They were a TAFE that turned into a uni, so they could right. give us yeah. degrees. Um, yeah, and I think, so yeah, did the design, did the fashion, but did the advertising placement was the most fun. Where did you go? So we were at JW. Oh, I just me. I just did it at um, JWT, and it was just yeah. for a couple of weeks. And it was just seemed to be coming up with ideas while playing um, table tennis, and that appealed to me definitely. That's advertising. That kind of appealed to me in, in, in Melbourne, <laughs> anyway. Nice, yeah. Who uh, who was credit director then? I I honestly couldn't tell you. Isn't well, that terrible? I'm surprised at that because uh, talking to uh, many guests, we we maybe it's the old ones tend to remember talking to Toby uh, the other night. He remembered. Mm. Um, Dave Trot, meeting Dave Trot and Paul Arden from mm. London, uh, very young. I remember meetings with creative, even just showing your book to people. Mm. I remember it from you know decades ago. But you, um, like, oh, I'm, a I'm a just, terrible person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it wasn't the thing that that finally got us sort of in there. We had to go and do um, a board school, which was an industry based yeah. course. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we got a few. Um, Placements, so longer placements yeah. and more than just playing table tennis yeah. as a um, design student. Um, and we ended up at Cummins and Partners through with, there with Sean Cummins. With Sean Cummins, yeah. yeah, who I know reasonably well. So I'd yeah. say he's the memory the memory guy because... Yeah, you won't forget Sean yeah. Cummins in a hurry. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's right. So um, I guess that's, that's my who start. Who else was there? Who else was there? Who else is there? Um, of any note? Oh, there was heaps of people. Oh, I need to remember their last names. Okay, don't, don't worry. Oh, Sarah McGregor, Samira Ansai, um, yeah. who's with Johannes Leonardo in mm. um, New York, and Sarah McGregor is a is a creative director back at Cummins. Yeah. Um, okay. But I think, can I tell you about how we actually got the job? Yes. Because that's well, kind of... Providing <laughs> it's not, it's not libelous, that's great. I don't think it is. It sort of suits... Right. We'll, we'll, suits we'll let our <laughs> legal team look into this, but... Yeah, suits our... Our start, so we were interviewing there, and Sean and the ECD at the time, um, Rebecca Brideson, were Beck looking, Brideson. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at um, 
our book. And, they, you know, they were nice enough about it, but um, Sean wasn't that impressed and he, yeah. you know, went on to tell us why. He's like, you know, you're, you've got nice ideas, but I don't, like, I can't see anything of you guys in this work. It's not different to any anybody else's hmm. books. You guys should. Do you have part-time do- jobs? And I'm like, yeah, we do. And he's like, well, you should quit them and you should just go live in a tent and write. And... Obviously, it was a little bit more, got a little bit more colourful, not on our side, but mm. from his side. So we kind of left a little um, shell-shocked, but we decided to actually take on his advice and within 24 hours we had um, gone into the bushland, pitched a tent, burnt our books, redone it with all ads from his agency, clients like Virgin, yeah. that kind of thing, um, put together a mixtape of our favourite music so yeah. he knew a bit more about us and then packaged it up. Wrapped it up in Glad Wrap, sorry, unenvironmental back then, mm. put it in the bottom of a bin, filled the bin with ice, and then um, put in reception the very next morning. And they thought it was a bomb, but he yeah. still opened it up and took it out. Took it out. Yeah, took out our new book, but gave, gave himself ice burn. Um, and then we ha- we were working there next the week, the week after that. And that, children, yeah. is how you get a job in advertising. Back in the uh, mid two thousands. In the mid two thousands, yeah, it's the it's the uh, the above and beyond, and making the mm. the extra effort and and doing the hard thing. It's not it's not so easy. Um. So you did that, and yes. you were there for almost four years. Four years. Almost four years. Probably three and a half, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we, yes, we learned a lot and had to also unlearn a lot. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, but why did you have to unlearn it? Because what you some been Some of it was on the... Was... Oh, no. It's really interesting, I think, because we, we learn a lot of things off him that maybe we dismissed early on, but then we'd hear it again from a Nick Worthington or a David yeah. Droger, and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. He was onto something. Yeah. And he's a really smart, Very smart. businessman as well. Um, he taught us, and this is something that's really stuck and probably embedded our work ethic, if it wasn't just the bin, was um, the agency within an agency model. Like each team is really its own little business and how you run it is up to you. So you do the hours that you want to do for your own agency, for your own work. And I think that just sort of reframed are thinking at a very young age. I yeah, I hadn't heard that before, actually. I don't think, or if I had, like you, I'd ignored it yeah. the, the first time I heard it. But I I, I can see that makes sense. Although mm. the slight issue with that is that you you become quite selfish because you look at everything and you go, does this is this better for me individually or for us individually mm. as a team, rather than is it better for the agency as a whole? Well, absolutely, and I think as um a junior creative going up through the ranks, you start to work that out, I think, yeah. yourself. But I think the idea of needing to put that hard work in for yourself, not just for the work, Yes, I think, yeah. is really helpful. And what's the other one I've heard around it? That you don't... And this is... I think this is really true. It's not about necessarily being the smartest. It is who's going to work the hardest, I think, in terms of yep. really pushing through... Yep. on those ideas, and I think that comes over a length of time and it gets easier, but I think putting in that time at the start well, it's is really ed- helpful. It's attitude, I think. Yeah. I've a lot of conversations with um, Richard Maddox about this and in, in, uh, that you can teach you can teach people how to do ads, but you, you can't teach them the attitude that they need in order 
to progress in the industry. And you can have people who are incredibly smart and incredibly good at it, but if they don't apply themselves to it, then they're just going to go nowhere. But yeah, because I think it's that um, it's that first cracking that insight and idea, but then being able to push through. And I think you'll, you'll probably see this a lot too. Um, not just presenting that on a page. Mm. It's crafting it through to interesting and entertaining executions for your audience, I think. Yes. No, um, never forget the audience. So uh, did you get any great work out? Did you get work, work out well, that you were happy did. with or were you, were you frustrated? Um, well, we, we were actually, no, we were quite happy there. Um, Sean was quite democratic in the best idea, best wins, idea wins, and yeah. he had a lot of young people working there. Um, so we'd get our share of everything from retail to TV, shiny TV briefs. So we got a couple of um, little cheeky spots out for Virgin and realestate.com. Um, I think got us like Khan finalists, which back in the day <laughs> meant yeah, yeah. meant something, which was quite nice. Um, and that allowed us to come over um, to Colenso. We we just loved all the work we saw coming out of New Zealand as a whole, and that was quite. So how how did you? <laughs> So how do you see that through things like campaign brief? And yeah, I think award? and I think best ads was there, and yeah. <laughs> at that point, um, yeah, in the magazines and and you you were just seeing, um, I think bigger thinking or what we felt was bigger thinking because it wasn't just translated through film; it was an idea that could be pulled into everything from yeah. outdoor and yes, and, and, and ambient, oh, <laughs> obviously. Geez, ambient. I thought we. I thought Which we'd when that. we got here, we're like, oh wow, this is. Much easier than we realised. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, uh, not interactive campaigns. What's the word? Uh, integrated. Integrated. So it, it, it did. The, the thinking felt um, bigger and fresher. So how did you get in touch with Maddox? Because I, I, I think was it was a recruiter at that point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was. It was a recruiter. Okay. So a recruiter was uh, just looking around Australia for the the, the yeah a team teams. for well we were looking and they were looking. As yeah. well, okay. So, and I think um, it was the Geelong connection connection that got us over the line. That Geelong yeah. connection, it's a Geelong Strong. mafia. Um, Strong. Always works. Two New Zealanders who, who may not Mm-mm. may not be familiar with the AFL, the Australian Football League, also known as Aussie Rules. It is an obsess- obsessive mm. religion in Melbourne, and I would say far more. I would say far more than rugby is in yes, New Zealand. It, uh, for example, uh, on a Friday night in Melbourne, if there's a couple of games in town, everybody goes to the games. You don't go out to parties or the pub. You go, you go to the games. Whereas in Auckland, nobody goes to see the Blues no. on a Friday night. It doesn't yeah. happen. They play half empty. And uh, Geelong are a, are a kind of they had a fan, amazing purple patch in the. Yeah, they did. They, they were a little bit of a, they were a bit of a Collingwood in terms of those big gaps of no yeah. grand final wins for quite a few years, and then they and a bit, bit of a cult back. club from just just yeah. outside um, Melbourne, and they play. Uh, they're called the Cats, and they play in blue and white hoops. Anyway, digression. So uh, Richard Max <laughs> is a big fan. John is a big fan. So yes. that that got you guys hired in Colenso. So yes. how long were you there? Um, I think almost four years. Yeah, it's a, a okay. A, four year thing. Bit of a pattern. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you get a chance to work with the best people on all the brands and yeah. I guess at that point in your career then you're quite hungry to have new experiences and work on new brands and so you, expand you, your book. You, you didn't feel, 
because a, a, a lot of um, Australians are at least uh, privately quite sniffy about New Zealand. They're like, they go, oh, it's a wonderful place for holiday if you like, you know, if you like cold weather and fishing. But the we're jerks. That's right. It's kind of seen as a as a, a like a lesser Tasmania. Um, well, from a tourism point of view, that might be true. But yeah. um, from a oh, well, living and working, good, from a living and working yeah. point of view, I'll I'll be honest. I think um, John, I did John and I did see it initially as a set, stepping stone. We loved yeah. the work, and we could track um, people like Leonardo's um, Leo. Leo's career Leo. and be like, oh wow. Yeah. Um, but we got here. There's Leo and, from Utica. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who would get, because he's not been, he was only in New Zealand for, I don't know. A minute, a hot minute, yeah. Four, four years or something, but has le- left a lasting impression mm. on people bumped up against. Hi, Leo. <laughs> but we, I guess, um, yeah, so we were like, oh, that's a, that seems like a interesting path, one we probably preferred to, at that time, it seemed to be there or Asia, there needed to be a stopping off point yeah. before um, New York or London. Um, but we got here and just absolutely like fell in love with the people, the work. We were working with just some of the best people in the world. Yeah. You know, from Rich to Wertho to yeah. Steve Cochran to the directors here. Yeah. Um, and the teams we were working with and against. Um, I guess it just felt Against. Ag- well, no, because you are working on bridge against in competition. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably fair at that at that point as well. Um it felt sort of crazy to to go, and I guess once we got here, we didn't we didn't have that pull for quite a while. Yeah. After that. Yeah. So so you got you got under the skin of New Zealand. Went okay. This place is not mm. not as bad as most Australians um, make out. Yeah, and I think when you get itchy feet, I think New Zealand sort of tended to or it does present a lot of opportunities. So whether it's travel, whether it's big network things, you get to. Go and join in on on worldwide briefs, or you get you win a trip to Cannes as a younger yeah. creative, and it, it just keeps you going. And I guess it's that in America you'd be against thousands I mean, of teams. He like literally we entered the, our first year the Cannes Young Creative Competition, yeah. and I think twenty other teams might have been no, maybe maybe that much. So yeah, I guess that New, New Zealand yeah. industry is quite small. It's it's condensed. Yes, it's like condensed and and. Powerful, and because if yeah, if Canada going right, we're going to have one team from Australia and one yeah. team from New Zealand. Well, you've automatically got a far better chance yes. if you're from <laughs> New Zealand. Then so yeah. So, so I guess a, l- a lot of opportunities were presenting themselves, but the chance to work with just such brilliant yeah. people. Why would we why, not want to keep going? Why, why would you not? That? So so how long? Uh, so Rich left after because Rich went over to Sydney. I yeah, think. I think it was only about a year. Yeah, and then Nick Nick came Nick in. Nick came in. Yeah. Yeah. Which, What's Obviously the difference between the two of them? As besides as, the accent, as great and the <laughs> yeah. Well, they're both they're both um, foreigners. Uh, one one from London, one from Melbourne. Mm, I but th- it, yeah, yeah, work terms. And oh, it, it was a long time ago. I mean, we had so much fun with Rich, and really, obviously, really grateful that he brought us over. He, I think he's got a very defined comedy tone. Yeah. Um, so Hogan. that. <laughs> <laughs> which we appreciate yeah. and um so that was that was a great experience and I guess at that point you have no um no understanding of the inner workings of an agency in terms of why he was going to Australia and Nick coming in and we just saw Nick coming in as a great opportunity to learn from somebody else. another brilliant person yeah 
which we just kind of dove into and forced ourselves upon him. So yeah. Uh, and so for four years at, at Colenso, lots of, what was your favourite piece of work that you got out when you were there? Uh, um, I think one of the most fun pieces was the Nintendo um, Jam Session Sponge Cake. Yeah. One we did, but probably a better um, idea was maybe the Read a Book at Work. Yeah, okay. And that, that was a fake website that uh, looked like a spreadsheet. She, it's a, you could download um, folders. Yeah. It was basically to encourage... Um, older New Zealanders to read again is, by is pretending that, that at work like they were <laughs> not <Yeah>. older <laughs> in terms of not teenagers. Um, right. yeah. To ch- I guess make it a little bit naughty and yeah. the idea of putting it on PowerPoint spreadsheets um, with charts and things and hiding the, the copy yeah. within there um, felt like a fun way to do it. Yeah. So that was probably one of the... Uh, that, that, that was one of your favourites. So you, From there, yeah. You're listening to Truth and Soul. The New Zealand Advertising Podcast. So so four years with um, Rich Nick and all the Colenso guys mm. and then you went... To DDB. To DDB with... So how did you come across Toby? Um, don't worry <laughs> you don't, uh, if there's anything you know, that you don't want to say, then hold your hand up. <laughs> I will, I think just through normal industry drinking things, whether it was, um, I think it was at, at Axis, it might have been the year we won, yeah, the for reader book at work. Um, yeah. but he'd always kind of made himself known, I think, yeah, to us, and we loved the work, obviously, that you got you'd done and he'd done it. Um, yeah. he was doing at DDB, and it felt very attractive to us because it was, I think, it felt like a hole in our in our skill set or our book at that time, especially coming from Melbourne and having worked on big brands, that DDB sort of had that suite. Yes. You know, from Sky to McDonald's and I think it was, it felt a little bit more grown up. So again, it was the agency of two. Yes. The agency of two going, okay, New Zealand, Colenso, that that will be great for us as a as a brand, as, in, as individuals, mm. as a team. And that, but let's go to DDB and try and find some, some yeah, big... I think some new challenges. And I think just not that you'd ever be totally, feel totally safe at Colenso. There's always new things happening. So yeah. it wasn't... But it did feel like we needed to challenge ourselves more and put ourselves into an uncomfortable The only person situation. I know who's ever felt safe at Colenso, I think, is Steve Cochran, but he's... Oh, yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's a... I, I saw him the other night. I said, oh, Steve, you should come on the podcast. He went, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe... Maybe He's brilliant. Nice. He's Maybe so that's, brilliant. That's, He's just that's figured. Nice thing. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I must say, if I haven't, uh, Steve Cock and I, uh, Richard Maddox's wedding, which is down in, um, down in uh, some mountain, some snowy place down south, and uh, Steve Cock and I en- ended up driving down together, and we were thought of as being the most taciturn individuals and everyone's going to are just going to sit there for four hours and not say anything but we had a great chat but that was about 12 years ago <laughs> he's probably the most um pure creative yeah that, like he really um understands how to work within the confines of a of a brief and really nail it and i've i've always really respected that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, because, uh, because people go, oh, at, at Colenso we've had, um, so um, from the outside, anyway, Michael Sullivan started the uh, Colenso Creative Revolution and then 
Toby came along, and then Rich came along, then Nick came along, then... Um, Levi. Levi. Yeah. Sorry, Levi. And, but Steve Cochran has been the one constant. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the engine room churning out, churning out, crafting. Um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful work. He was actually so. at the, he was, he was telling me the other night, he was actually at the agency that Colenso bought out. Yeah. So he was actually even prior to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think it was. How born. old is he? Is he. Because he looks very young. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I, and I know a number of people have tried to to prize him away. He's always looked like that as well. Like, so, yeah, he, 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 he was as a baby. He looked he looked sixty five. <laughs> <but. laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so you went to, uh, to uh, so DDB uh, bigger. I when I was there, I said to guys, don't stop. There's no need to mess around with um, trying to eke out award-winning work from smaller clients. We have the best clients here. Let's do that. Sky T- at the time, Sky TV and Volkswagen. And and so who uh, – there you had Lotto? Yeah, so we worked, we worked across Lotto, a little bit on Sky. Yeah. Um, McDonald's yeah. as well. Yeah, oh, sorry, Macca's Macca's. Well. So, um, yeah, and I really – I think that was, it was a really good place for us in terms of, yeah, just really putting that quality layer into the work. You're listening to Truth and Soul. soul. Um, so you, you like working at DDB, you got into bigger brands like mm. Sky, so McDonald's. Sky, McDonald's, Lotto. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just really appreciated bringing um, that higher idea layer to yeah. bigger to bigger brands. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what was your, your favourite piece of work from uh, DDB years? Oh, um, I really like. Weirdly enough, I really enjoyed um, the challenge of Warney, the Warney um, chicken <laughs> chicken campaign. So I, it, I, yeah, I did some yeah, work totally with Warney in Melbourne. So I'm going. You went in Melbourne, but yeah. The idea of you know chicken being so tasty it solves itself, yeah. but. We were given him as a spokesperson yeah. and it was a brief that had gone through Australia and New Zealand and no one was cracking it because we've got this new chicken range that is, we're going up against um, our competitor KFC. with in summer and <laughs> cricket yeah. and yeah. Warney and it's like, oh my goodness, all these things. And we finally um, managed to get just, uh, just the New Zealand office, we managed to get on the phone to the client and say, so you've got these three elements, you've got the chicken You've got the cricket and you've got Warney. You know, what, what's the most important thing? And they're like, well, the chicken. And then the cricket and the, the mm. Warney mm. comes, comes later. So it sort of it wrote itself after that. Yeah, I, uh, some, I, I think I try and get with the guys. Sometimes they forget, what, they forget the product. They do yeah. ads about something else and then the product comes in at the end. And generally, it, 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 everything is going to run smoother, including quite possibly the... The effectiveness of the ad, if you do the ad about about the product, it's curious. But. Yeah, and he was, we had a lot of um, preconceived notions of what Warney would be like. Yeah. Um, and he was so up for it, went yeah. up for the ad. Yeah. Um, when we... Careful. <laughs> when <Yeah>. we... <laughs> when, um, and when we were on set, he was so happy being poked fun at, having the burger in front of his face and the director mispronouncing his name and... Yeah. Yeah, he was happy to be um, to be in on the joke. 
Yes, I, I think he's do, he's done a a good job of um, you know transitioning to kind of the commercial area and and the idea that he has to he has to be funny and almost a, a caricature yeah. of, him, of himself. himself. He kind yeah. of is. But yeah, I, so that was a that was a tough that and, was a tough and, one that one. But and, and uh, the the uh, one of the best bowlers the world has ever seen. Uh, cricket fans mm. out there, to my, my point mm. of view, re- revolutionised. And, and also cricket. texters. Uh, He's think, really good at texting. Is we he? would see him on two phones at once. That's that's probably yeah. um, stems from his ability as a wrist spinner to uh, control the flight of the ball and it transferred mm. itself into texting. Who knew? Yeah. There's a tip there, kids. Yeah. <laughs> cricket and texting. Yep. So, Thanks. Yep. Uh, DD, uh, DDB, uh, four years? Yeah. Almost, no. almost, no, no, three and a bit. I oh, think yeah, it was. three and a bit. Yeah, the three and a bit year itch. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> and you went to, so you you were there under Toby. Got you there. Toby got us there. Uh, is that when Toby buggered off to? He did bugger off. He did, didn't he? he to did London. Off. Yeah. And then we worked with um, Andy Fackrell. Yeah. Which was um, also a really great experience as well. I mean, I think we're John and I always interested in learning from other people yeah. and what, what the work they've done and kind of, I guess, how we can take that on. I guess, yeah, that's that's our approach. And we did some some work um, under Andy that we were really happy with as well. Yeah. From like, We won a Westpac pitch with him and did more grown-up work there. But then yeah. we also, on the other, other side, um, did a campaign for equal pay as for well. Who? Pardon? For who? <laughs> Offer YWCA. Oh, uh, equal pay. Yeah, for equal Sorry. pay. Yeah, for pay. Sorry, that, uh, Ma- yeah, Malcolm yeah. Jackson coming to the edges. So, yeah, mm. uh, it's funny. We we uh, uh, um, in the Dentsu network, we had a, a creative directors get together and we'd look at some work and someone in someone that had done the same, basically mm. the same thing of um, getting uh, men to pay ten percent more yeah. for something and. Some pointed out. Yeah, I'm so stoked when I see that redone. Well, so, see someone copying your ads. I, well, I th- I almost think, but I I wish I could. I think if we were a little more selfless in advertising, yeah. I'd love the idea of setting that idea up in all organisations around the world, just being able to take that as a kit and yeah. use it. But but you regardless. felt. You, uh, I, I'm I'm happy when I see that because it's not for for me. It's for everyone. But but you but it, uh, it not justified, but it it made you go yeah that was a good idea and and oh, well I guess in that case it's for public good yeah but what about the case that, so we did um, what was it uh, pizza roulette I, I don't know if you know oh that, I the, love the, that the, the chili yeah yeah so we did it for hell and then Doritos you know the American mm. I I don't I quite like to eat them but I don't think they're terribly healthy but Doritos did copied the exact same thing and did Doritos roulette and they uh, have a, a bag of crisps crisps whatever they call with like one extra hot in it and they even called it uh, Doritos roulette, roulette. Yeah. and you go that's exactly the same idea and you know in I a think sense it's tougher it, when it's for when it's for brands it's definitely tougher and we've noticed that with our own work here and it seems yeah. to be worth a bronze um Somewhere in the world, when we do it here at the level of budget we've got, and then yes. you'll see it as a, you will always see it as a gold somewhere yeah. else. Um, I think it just it justifies that. Yeah, you you had a good idea. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so, well I, I, I just trying to see it as a glass half full oh, oh, situation. I, oh, I, I, imitation means the sincerest form of yeah. um, flattery. So yeah, that's that's okay. But in terms of, I think any work that's um for public good, I'm more than happy to see that work repeated time and time again. It's happened with um the the blob which you actually featured in which was a piece oh, of work yeah, from I, Clenso way back. I'd seen that yeah. maybe just only a couple of years ago, um, sent to me by an account person who actually was on the blob job. She was quite annoyed and yeah. it's like, oh, no, not really. That's, you know, if that if that's helping, yeah. I don't, I mean, it's, I mean, awards are another thing, but if, you, if it's genuinely getting awareness, then I don't really so see it, the harm. Was I on high text? This was in, <laughs> was it Vulcan Lane? Yes. Vulcan yeah. Lane off, the, off High Street. <laughs> and I was walking to work and there was all this hoo-ha going on and... And I just wanted to get a coffee. <laughs> and you were going to be put on an award board, whether you liked it or not. Was I? Oh, jeez. No. <laughs> I didn't know. I, should... I think we took much glee at that time. I... In that, yeah. But, but going back to the so it's for public good rather than, than commercial mm. gain. This is something mm. that I've had uh, at, at advertising. We have the theory that you're not allowed to copy uh, anyone else. Mm. You're not allowed to take uh, a yeah. script. Everything has to be original, which is which is kind of fine. Mm. But it doesn't work in music where uh, you take samples from from other pieces where you take a Springsteen song and it's record or a Bowie song and, yeah. and someone else records it. That's completely legit- legitimate. It doesn't happen mm. in movies where where um, people will take a movie that's shot in China and film it again mm. in, um, uh, in the States and it will win Oscars. Everyone's fine with that. But for some reason in av- advertising, mm. we can't do that. But I agree, in public service, if someone has a campaign, that, uh, say mm. road safety campaign, that has a fantastic effect mm. in, the country, um, in the country where it's made, why on earth would you not take that and, and take it mm. into another yeah, it's country? Not, it's not ours. It's, yeah, it's yet, for everyone. But, but so. people don't do that. They, 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 mm. they always have to invent the wheel. Um, well, I think, you know, the road... Um, traffic authority in um, Victoria obviously sort of set the yeah. scene and I think it was Sweden as well 20, 20 odd years ago yeah. that kind of set that um, sort of disaster tone yeah. that was successful for quite a while and then that was that was repurposed. So I think there are, there are other people who override advertising yes. strategy which is good for yeah. the public. Yes. And then obviously Dumb Ways to Die, I think that was bought by maybe a Canadian... Was it they, rails at railway or maybe road? But they re, they actually bought the idea and, and so repurposed is, it for whether it was road safety or rail safety. I'm really? not sure. So yeah. They, they, so they took the video and um, they, and the they idea, changed think, the lyrics. I think they redid it, but the 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 concept. Okay. Yeah. So there are. Yeah. There uh, are cases and, and, and yeah. uh, oh, that's copying. Well, it's, <laughs> if you're the object yeah. of your the communication is to try and stop people from killing themselves mm. on trains then and this has been proved to do that why not either I would, yeah anyway okay <laughs> we, we violently agree on that uh so from uh there's punching going on here and <laughs> uh, uh ddb to drogue no no tbw yeah. with uh talbot yeah yeah so toby had come back from uh DK, london yeah yeah, and he went into the TBWA mm-hmm. and thought that if he got you guys in, it meant he wouldn't have to do any work because you'd do it all. Well, we were quite happy with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Toby gave us our, um, our first CD gig Yeah. at TBWA. Um, and I think, you know, he's always given us enough, a little bit of room in terms of yeah. to lead 
and sort of elevated us where he can, I think. So I've learned, we learned a lot from him. Yeah. We were quite lucky, I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of like why we moved, we knew, um, we loved working with Toby. Um, and, And I think, you know, the move from DDB, I think we just, we loved our time there, but I think we'd felt like we'd definitely reached. Well, you've done your three peak. and a half years. I've done my right. three and a half years, and I had yeah. to and had to go. That's not necessarily justifying my leaving, but we did feel like. So it was re- it was really for the person rather than the agency. Well, I think so, and I think as a network, they were they were quite a quality network, as well. TBW. Well, bear so in mind we didn't that have... all three of them were in uh, uh, BBDO, DDB, and TBW were all in Omnicom, yes. and. All of them, were, whilst all of them are good, TBWA was probably not the best of the three. Oh, Giant Day kind of held it up, didn't? Don't they? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, they, they were. They weren't. They're not WPP. Okay, we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, so yeah. So how was TBWA? We learnt a lot there. Definitely. Yeah. Um, sort of just thrown in, thrown in the deep end. So I guess it was a lot smaller. Creative department than either at DB and You know, we were given the chance to sort of mould it and um, recruit some young teams there, um, do some interesting work. I think it was quite a competitive little because it was a Wyburn TBWA at the time. Yeah. So Melbourne, um, yeah. Sydney, Auckland. Yeah, which was good. So it made it, it did feel bigger in terms of having then your ANZs and New Zealand tourism, did, did but also Matt, quite competitive at that at at that time as well. Was it did Matty and Dave? Were they? Yeah, at they were, Sydney. Yeah, so yeah. we'd we'd work with them occasionally, and that was that was always a good experience too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top guys. Who's mm. who's uh, Melbourne then? Scott Paul. Wyman. Paul. Um. Yeah. So it's Scott. But Paul. Oh my God, my neck. Somebody called Paul. Paul yeah. Someone called Paul. Uh, it's really good. And, and Andrew oh. Scott was in. He was in, he was Melbourne. in Melbourne. He was yeah. in Melbourne. Um, so from uh, th- uh, you're, you're at um, Wyburn's TBWA mm. for four years. No, not the. I think it was. Yeah. I think it was maybe two years. I think that's when we got to our point of we really, we really want to go overseas. Yeah. We need to. You were overseas. We were. <laughs> you have to leave the Antipodes. Yeah, we um, if we were not going to do it, then yeah, we wouldn't. We felt like we'd never going to do it, and obviously, you realise later you can do it at any time you want. You got you got a great you, you, you got a great book together. The, it, fe- it felt we were we were ready. You're listening to Truth and Soul, the New Zealand Advertising Podcast. So, how did that come about? How we ended up at? Well, it was really interesting. It was we were at so when we were at TBWA and we were like sort of sniffing around. Um, UK and America, and finding it really hard. So uh, to, through headhunters, or you, you yeah, through head through headhunters, we were finding that quite tricky to get in. And um, really, because because a, a lot of people from New Zealand, it's it's often it's feet on the ground. People people go up there and bang, they yeah. they get jobs. Well, that's that would have been the smart thing. Yeah, to do. In hindsight. <laughs> but um, yeah. So luckily, um, a few people at Droga, a few Australians, found out we wanted to um. Come who, over. Who was that? Um, Nathan. Oh my goodness! Somebody called Nathan. Nathan, who now runs Hawks Beer. He's amazing. Nate ah. and Dave. They were brilliant CDs. Oh yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I heard them on on a podcast somewhere. Yeah, they're they're so clever. 
We need to edit in people's last names after this. Like yeah, just, we're, we're not. I'll, I'll record them and then we'll just put them in. We're not going to do that. <laughs> no, no one can remember last names, and it also oh. it makes me feel so much better that I can't. Yeah. So they found he found out that we wanted to come over, and um, Drake had this brilliant recruiting system where you'd get quite a good percentage for getting people in. So instead of using headhunters, the creative department became ah. the headhunters. But I, seeing as uh, uh, Droga Five were among the, the to, you know, hottest, best known, sparkiest agencies in the world, it, that Crispin Porter had been, say, I don't know, five, ten years mm. ago, and Barnes Catman Friends was for, you know, fifteen years. <laughs> joking. Uh, so I wouldn't have thought it was hard. They must have had people trying to get to get in there all the time. So you did no, really well, they well to... did, but I think it's they liked using the creative department as a filter. Yeah. Like you're only going to bring in people that are good. Yeah. And you still have to go, I mean, I saw still amazing, much better creatives than me come in and get interviewed and some and not make it through sometimes just for yeah. either personality reasons. I couldn't, I couldn't really put my finger on, yeah. on why some people didn't. Yeah. Make it, but at that point, it was just I guess they were marrying you up to brands and other teams and how you'd work with other people. Yeah. Um, so who who are you working to directly as a as a creative director there? Because presumably, um, Mr. Droger, it, it, it's, we didn't see much of him. Or well, we we were lucky enough to work on a couple of projects with him, which you absolutely just you know, like with that time, you're like you know. Yeah. You're in a pretty lucky place. So that was in on brands like Chase. Yeah, um, Chase Manhattan. The JP no. Morgan, Chase, JP Morgan owned biggest uh, bank okay. in America. Yeah, yeah, that right. one. Oh, I thought and you meant the pet food. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, no, but, but that was pretty. Uh, the biggest bank in America goes. Oh yeah, we'll go with Drago Five. That's so you're, that's you're working on some pretty pay. tough bro- yeah. grown up. How many people were in the office? So when when we got there, I'm I'm going to go off creative department. Oh, no, I, can, I think I go off the whole agency. When we got there, maybe there was like 300 people, but when we mm. left, there was 700. Jesus. I think it's gone down a little. It's like re-organised yeah. Yeah. itself a little bit. Obviously still super successful, but um, yeah, that's a, that's just a reorganising the balance. And, and a for bit. a New York agency to have 700 people run by an Australian, but run by an Australian mm. creative, mm. Is, is pretty incredible. Were there lo- lots of other Aussies and Kiwis? There were. We were lucky enough to work with um, the current... Worldwide CCO now Neil Heyman, yeah, who is probably you one of his the. Thing. Pardon, you I will. He's thing. a pretty yeah. talented individual. He's very sort of quiet and unassuming, but an absolute punisher in yeah. terms of really good at puns. But also very very smart, big idea person. Yeah. Um, and we were lucky to work into him quite a few times as well. So the the differences in personalities were really interesting. It wasn't one set yeah. way to lead throughout um, and it was really exciting to see him become so you mean, CCO. You, you mean different different groups? Were you split into, into creative groups? Uh, there was lots of, there was quite a few different um, CDs, ECDs, yeah. group creative CDs um, and as it grew obviously. Did that get complicated in, the, in that you'd go and see your, your, your next senior and he'd go do this and then you, you get passed on to the next next senior and he'd say that stuff that he told you to or do, she, don't do that? Yeah. 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 Um, n- yes and no um, because it was very project-based or client-based. Yeah. So you'd be set up on a client potentially for three, four, five 
six months yeah. um, and then could get moved to refresh it or you're more suited. You'd, they'd call it casting there. They actually have people casting really? creatives to different or teams to different projects um, dependent on their book or personality or who they'll work well with. Um, so well, you did, well, we, got a broad, we got a really broad um, experience That's there. what a creative director does here, but mm. I guess you have a more manageable you know, more manageable you know, group, yeah. N- number of creatives. If you've yeah. got, I don't know, what, like 150 people, you might not know the strengths and yes. weaknesses. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in terms of, yeah, so in terms of those experiences were super broad in terms of who we worked into. And I guess, and sometimes there was swirl when maybe you're working with less experienced people. But yeah. then when you were working into the likes of, like, I guess, Neil or Kevin Brady was another one. Um yeah. They were really, really. (laughs) Am I remembering their last names now? Um, Just super sharp. So that that was a uh, it was a a wonderful experience in New York. How did you like New York? I loved New York. I think Mm. um, you know you go. I think Australians and New Zealanders generally have quite a good work ethic. Yes. Um, And that's why we're loved over there um, and hired. Mm. Sort of worth the effort, but. Being in somewhere like New York, it gives you that almost that work-life balance rather than that work-work balance mm. because you'll work insane hours but there's so much life going on mm. right outside in front of you that it's not, you don't have to go and find it, mm. which I think I really, really appreciated. Yeah, I think I'm, I, personally I'm too old for that now. I think, <laughs> I think in, ti- you know, in time, I'm into gardening and dog walking that New York, mm. New York doesn't really appeal but it's, it's an extraordinary city. Dogs. Dogs. We were able to take dogs into. Billy was with me at the agency. So almost every day there were dog parks everywhere. So the dog thing is taken care of in New York. Oh, that. So she, she came with me. How did yeah. that work out? Sorry, listen. This oh, is important. No. <laughs> we're gonna. Like, if yeah. you're gonna take a dog to New York, you oh. need to know what to do. What do you um, do? Th- that city is totally set up for. So you. Yeah. What about the aircraft? So you pop them on the plane. They come over in the seat. No, they don't. They're in the. Um, they're in cargo. So yeah. you have to have a dog that can handle. Cargo it can't be a flat-nosed dog. Oh. Um, what was they keep running up? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the breathing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and she just absolutely loved it. She came. So do you tranquilize them? Because I, I heard that you no, don't. You don't. Yeah, no, you don't. Because no, if you, you don't. Tra- listeners, mm. this is useful. Don't if you do tranquilize that. them, they're, they're like fine for three hours, and they wake up and they completely freak because it goes the other way. She so. ran out with a massive smile really? on her face. She was stoked. I took her to Miami on a little trip to. LA and took her to Palm Springs, so she's a little, she's a little traveller. Yeah, she did well. She was able to go on on the plane on those ones, so she didn't have to go in cargo. I was sure that I mm. saw. I was on a, I was on a flight to either to LA or from LA, and that Ozzy Osbourne, because I saw this little old woman turn to be Ozzy yeah. Osbourne with a dog. <laughs> yes, you would have. In in business class, I thought, mm. yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know you were. But Billy to do looks that. like a small dog because you can put yeah. them in a certain size bag, but she has yeah. these long legs, so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I could I, I'd do that to my two. But uh, New yeah. York was great experience. Yeah, and brilliant. And just having that, I think all different influences, obviously people yeah. creatively, um, but also art just all around you and just that just general life experience around you. So why did you come back? Well, if it was so wonderful, I did. I did come back for a little visa run, and I had um, a coffee with Regan. Yeah, 
Well, that's your Regan Grafton. Regan Grafton, another star of the uh, Truth and Soul Incorporated podcast. Um, yeah. yeah, and he was a lovely creative, obviously, and we worked with him at DDB. Um, so knew we had a great um, re- relationship, but also creative relationship yeah. there. And um, he just told us, he was just really telling me about um, what he was doing over at Ogilvy, what he, yeah. how he was trying to improve the creative product. Yeah. Um, and it felt like something quite hands-on and something we would really um, consistently actually change and see a change, where I think in New York it's it's so big and you're learning a lot. Like I think in two years yeah. you learn 10 years worth what you would learn in um, New Zealand, but you don't necessarily make the sort of impact you'd but like to or you, don't, you could, but it might be a while till you see that, that did, change. Did you get much work out? We actually did okay. Yeah. We, we probably came up with the best ideas we'll ever come up with that were never made yeah. <laughs> there. Yeah. But the experience is fantastic. And I think, you know, the partnerships you have with strategy and production and the clients um, yeah. are a different level in terms of professionalism mm. and approach and it all really being centred around um, quality of work and product that goes yeah. out, which, I, yeah, I learned a lot from that. So... So there was no great push or pull factor either way. Maybe you'd, you'd, you'd I don't know why I need to put words into your mouth, but yeah, but it had been it been a great experience. You go, mm. great, done that because career progression within a seven hundred person yeah. agency with mm. some extremely smart good yes. people above is gonna is gonna be tricky. Yeah, I think, and I think that's fair. And really wanting to be part of creating something a little bit bigger that we can control a little bit more because it's not just about the agency of two no yeah and i think well that yeah yeah, you grow from that you You grow from the the agency of two so you couldn't you it was difficult for you two to make any difference to droga five i think yeah that's totally fair yeah it was what we could learn from there more than what we could yeah do from them so you you, you, you want want to make a change and, and and do something yeah. Different and interesting and uh, work with Regan. Yes, 100%. And, uh, and it's at that creative partnership that you know yeah. can work as well. And you were there for how long? Two and a bit years. Two and a bit. So I didn't, didn't make my three and a half. No. <laughs> no. A little, little bit premature. And, and, uh, oh, is this New York? Sorry, two and a no, half no. years. Two and a, oh, two, but, yeah, oh, two and a half years in oh, New York. And then Ogilvy, Ogilvy slash yeah. Stanley. Yeah, two and a bit. Soul. So you got some some great work out of uh, Ogilvy. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what was your favourite? The police. I think police, and I think also um, Auckland Transport. Yeah. Which the, campaign um, was that? The work we did um, with Zoe Bell. Oh, okay. Zoe uh, Bell. The world's most dangerous yeah. stunt. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, just some new work we've recently done for um, BP. With a thank you button. Okay, no, I haven't seen yeah. that, I don't think. Oh, okay. Should I yes, it? When did it come out? Um, it came out a couple of months ago. Um, I'm light PR. Light PRing, yeah. Oh, what, deliberately? Or? It was a, well, it's a product. Um, it's actually a... So they were launching um, their Everyday Brighter proposition, yeah. which it's like a worldwide platform. Oh, okay. yeah. So how are we going to really you know, embed that in yeah. New Zealand? And we wanted to actually like... How are we going to really make people's time on the road brighter in New Zealand? 
and you know we're quite podcast is how you do it (laughs) yeah exactly but um yeah so we I think we were kind of realizing that we can be a little bit aggressive on the roads and how how can we kind of this isn't necessarily going to stop that but how do we kind of pull that back and I've noticed that like you know when you're driving down the road and if someone sort of says thanks and lets you through you know gives you the hand everything's good thumbs up you feel you feel a lot better but when they don't you get that Yes. You bloody, you know. I, how absolutely, dare you? I, absolutely. I, I yeah. cannot, I cannot understand. Maybe people are just so obsessed in their own little words in the world in the car that, that they just drive them through because they don't look like unpleasant people, but they just don't see you. But I always, yeah. I always give them an extra big wave. Yeah, don't you feel better with that? The, the no, wave no. But if they come past oh, and the they don't wave, <laughs> I wave at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so there is there is that feeling. So we realise that there's no way to really, besides a big hand in the air, to say thank you to people behind you that have let you in oh, on the, the road. There's the flashes. Well, the, but on the, on the reverse and well, an easier way, we've created this button uh, that's okay. a, yeah. a green um, thumbs-up light. Yeah. That um, I think within, I don't know, within a couple of days, that all sold out and I think it's something they're going to do, yeah. implement worldwide. Yeah, well, there's a really yeah. good way of doing that. You only have five. Yeah. <laughs> and you buy them and they go, they're sold out. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah so that was probably some one agencies have used that before. Oh, yeah. we would never do that. Yeah. Um, 12, was it? 12, maybe, yeah. maybe 24. Yeah. Come on, double it. Um, no, so that was, a, that was a more recent one. But, yeah, obviously um, the police work to be able to make... Um, such a big impact on that organisation was was really rewarding, and I think also um, then the flow on effect it had for the um, the branding around Ogilvy yes. as well. We were quite proud of. So I'm guessing that you had a great client at the police, an amazing client yeah. who um, could recognise that idea was going to shift perception for them and talk to an audience that they hadn't been able to yes. to reach, and they had such num- numbers of a much broader range of people they needed to reach as well. Really tricky numbers. Um, so that was that was Karen Jones? Karen Jones, because uh, I think that if any, anything oh. this podcast should be about supporting great clients. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, she's... They're, they're the gatekeepers to the yeah. great work. So, so she's so very well done cl- really um, clever lady and an amazing team. Mm. Um, Jane Archibald, Helen Flannery, Paul Halford, like they're continuing... And I can remember all their names because we work with them all so closely. So. Because I can, I can imagine <laughs> that there's so much organisation that, that has to go into yes. getting... And there's so many people who, oh, no, you don't, you, you can't do that. Oh, this is implying that and no, that's going to be dangerous and no, a policeman would never do that and all that kind of stuff. All the, all the reasons not mm. to do it and you have to have a very strong client that goes, nope, we're going to do it because it's going to be great. And it was, there was a lot of... It actually... It, the, the idea was it being an entertaining recruitment video, so the idea of turning a recruitment video on its head, but there was a few iterations before we got to it being uh, that singular police chase made up of... So originally it was an unentertaining It was very video. boring, yeah. It yeah. was very, very dull. Yeah. But I think that's just, you know, still keeping a big idea but knowing you need to keep going back and going back. And there was so many rewrites. And, and there was a lot of feedback. Yeah. But making sure you keep on to that quality control and I think because it would come so freshly um, from Droga it was that that yeah. harder nature like it's not oh we've we've had a loss because they've given us this tiny bit of feedback and we need to change this scene or copy it's like okay so we'll rework that and rework it and I was going through some, some old scripts the other day and I think we had maybe 
20 scene changes potentially yeah. on that final one. So it's it's not here it is and we go and make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which can, can be frustrating. On the other hand, it can, every now and again, you get, yeah, that makes it better. I, th- I think so. It, it was a true collaboration as well. I, mean, I know we like shy away from that, but I think if you're given the space to come up with a great idea and keep yeah. the idea, the big ideas, purity or what makes it great, then opening yourself up to, um, I think it's like the joy of what we do, isn't it? Like come up with great ideas and then work with other Joy. So if Interesting you, people. If you have the platform, the, the the lump of granite in the middle that yeah. is a great idea, then 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 you can build onto it. Mm. So great time at Ogilvy. Got some great workout, and they rebought and changed to Stanley Street, and you went time to do something else. I think from well, I think from you know that experience I was talking about, the time to keep going back and make all those changes and keep. Keep the works integrity. Yeah. Um, that was something that I think, um, you know, we held on to and maybe brought into the agency a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, but it felt, I guess, like maybe the the freedom to do that was potentially, or that working style it was maybe hard. wasn't being appreciated anymore. Yeah. Yes. Because it is a particular style and it's maybe from a profit point of view, it's if the model isn't set up. Yeah. In that way, it um, it makes it harder to see a way forward with that approach. Yeah. So now I'm sensing, Lisa, that that you're not going to tell me and our listener um, what you're up to. So, but could you answer? Do you know what you're up to? Have you got something to be up to? We're having a few chats with some interesting people, and that's literally what Have, we're doing. Having some discussions. Okay, yeah. we'll leave it there. Now, so that that's. That's career progression. What I um, mm. I wanted to ask a couple of things. Uh, you are c- a convener of judge. You what are you president? L- I'm convener DJ of, ju- of the of the access. And, and you're going to be on one of the juries, right? I don't know about that. Well, no one's asked me. <laughs> but I have I have turned it down in the past. But maybe it could be a good year though. Maybe. next year twenty. It's the fortieth anniversary. Fortieth anniversary. Yeah, which is a pretty good one to be involved with. Well, of, of me in the industry. No, not. Not quite. Uh, but that, you're looking forward to that? I'm really looking forward to when that. When is it? That's March. in March. March. Yeah, and so judging in February. And, and when does the um, call for entry call for call entry. entries goes out this week? Right, oh, okay. All right, well, I'll, I'll look out for that. You're listening to Truth and Soul. In your, in your time, you, you are very driven, I sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think that? Where do you think that comes from? I think um, mm, I say my parents. I think you know that. Yeah. You know, I told you the Ukraine part coming over yeah. from. I think that um, need to work. Yeah. That's always sort of driving. I didn't ever think it wasn't um, an option to not. So uh, to not. So you, um, you, you came from a working class family. Yeah, of, definitely. Of Collingwood fans. Of Collingwood. Yeah, that that's the giveaway. And you that, went well. If I'm going to make. Uh, um, something of my life I'm going to have to work hard at it because yeah, not, not everyone has that yeah I think I, I mean I think that's that's just general drive but also um so that's definitely from that's a that's a background I guess um yeah. but a drive to want to do and anything I'm doing the best yeah. that I can do and make it interesting and make it I think I'll I'll work I'll uh, our actual work is interesting in that 
Um, you might have friends that are accountants or lawyers yes. and yeah. maybe yeah. their work you don't see it, but our work is on display for the world to see and I want it to be interesting. But there is the, there is the thought... I th- have you noticed in your time in the industry that how much it's changing? Yeah, and and for better and for better and worse, I think, which how, I'm how excited about. Pardon? How for better? What, what do you think? I think. Well, I, th- I think we. I may have mentioned. I think um, l- there's not one set leadership style anymore. I think that quite um, sort of. Do, do you mean the old school? Yeah. ECD. And there is, and you know, you could either walk out of a room crying or happy. You don't know when I would. That's the last thing I'd want a right. creative of mine to do would be to ever okay, be is, so insulted by my feedback that they are driven to tears. Okay, this is so, interesting. I was talking to uh, Toby about this last night. He said that that um, uh, Dave Trot, Binti, Dave Trot, and and in a group and and people and Dave said well I don't think very much your headlines uh you've got 10 minutes to sit in that room mm. and write a good headline if it's not any good you're off the course and I said well is that is that bullying and I, mm. I and uh, and I don't know mm. if it's if it's good or right I know it, it 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 can work and that is maybe how old school creative directors could be and I'm and mm. I'm quite sure that there are uh, people who, in, in my time, have left my office uh, and cried because they've mm. told me. The question is, <laughs> is uh, well, there's two things. You know, is uh, it, it is talking strongly to someone a le- mm. legitimate way of being their boss? And I, I, I would say that on a on a couple. Certainly, some of those occasions, mm. th- them crying was more about them than about me. As in, someone comes up and goes, "I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've done this. What do you think? Yeah, sorry, I don't think that that's very good. Oh, but I think it's wonderful. No, I'm sorry, it's my <laughs> job to go. It isn't, and I really mm. don't think it is. So you're gonna have to go away and do it again. And they go away and burst into tears. Mm. I've probably got a two two part answer. Yeah, okay. To that, I think um, that. I would that style I actually really appreciated that style. Like that go again, go again. I want to see 20 more ideas guys yeah. in no amount of time. I think that's like that's the training that you actually need. But but that, I think but that might the, be the, but it, the, the, this conversation might be at and it, and generally wasn't mm. from me, but certainly from some creative directors, that conversation might take place at six o'clock and I want to see a whole bunch of new ideas mm. at eight thirty the the next morning. Yeah, oh no, uh, I've definitely been um, that's definitely part of the way we learned. Yeah. And I have no issue with that. Maybe it's part of the unlearning, but we may have had some feedback also close to that time that um, our boss had found out that Jonathan had been at a party the night before and as a junior creative, how dare you? And so then we received the feedback on the back of that. So that's when we get into... Um, yeah. That's where it had to move. We It had to move away from that. I have no no problem yeah. with like that fast turnover... Yeah, training. I think there's there's a very clearly defined bullying, not bullying, and asking people to do better. I don't think is bullying. <laughs> yeah, we we can we're getting a little bit um I think lost in what bullying is and isn't. 
Uh, when you say we, do you mean you and oh, me we. this conversation? I mean the bigger we. I mean, right. I think maybe the bigger we, but it's. Yeah. I don't think it's ever bad for us to even reflect on um, our own management styles, mm. creative management, and how we what 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 are the better ways to get work out of people. Um, we really liked Nick's approach. He would not acknowledge any of our bad ideas or ideas he didn't like. So we'd mm. go in and present twenty five ideas, mm. and we usually would. And um, he would just pick out the ones he liked and then we'd concentrate on how do we make those better. So you bloody better make sure you've got a couple of ideas Yeah. he likes in there. So that's probably more the tenacity and the working hard. Mm. Um, but we found that a very effective way, especially when working with younger teams is not to... If they ever wanted to talk about some of the ideas that didn't go through, we yeah. would, but we would really lean into the ideas that work and why and how can we make them better and they very quickly move across to to that space rather than regressing back to the, the work that doesn't work. I, I had, for, for better or worse, a three-strikes rule. I think absolutely a, a team comes in with, with, with uh, 20 ideas and, um, you know, you go, right, these three are really good, I'm not sure about the others. Mm. They, uh, uh, if they come back the next day and you go, actually, we were thinking about this one, mm. we really, really like it. Go, yeah, ab- absolutely fine. You know, look at it. I see your see your points, but mm. I, I still don't like it. They come in a third time and do it. That that's when that's when I might I might be a little short, perhaps. But you know. But I think that's a, but but again, that's still okay. Oh, where where are you? <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I where where's the worry coming from? I guess in terms of like genuinely. Oh, I, is this, I, is this, is this a whole approach that we need to take to get the best work out of people? Are we having to kind of rejig? Well, it, it's a, a societal, cultural. Mm. It, there are there are certain practices that that take place within the creative department that I would say are quite unusual to the workplace. And the question is, uh, is it? If you look at uh, sports, sports mm. coach, a coach going, mm. mate, that's not that's not fast enough. You you've got to do it again if you're not running so and so. That mm. that's how you that's how you train to be a professional athlete and and a winning. They don't say, oh yes. well, never mind. That you know, 12, 12 yeah. seconds. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, see you Friday. See you at the pub tonight. You know, that's mm. that's not going to cut it. And it is. It's it's a it's a competitive, very competitive mm. world, um, in the team of two. Anyway, let, let's leave. Um, and I, I'm I'm no, let's not. I'm in agreement yeah. with you though. Yeah. It is violent agreement again. It is. It's it's such a super interesting area. Like if this next generation isn't responding to that feedback, how do we get the yeah the best work out of? But also maybe the hunger, or yeah. have they, or are they questioning? The way we approach advertising altogether, in terms yeah. of in terms of deadlines, in terms of career progression, in terms yeah. of where they end up. Yeah, it, it's oh yeah, that works. It has okay. all, it has all moved. So yeah, it, but it's 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 generally in life. I mm. like for me as a kid, I you know I had no very little very little assistance from my parents in mm. anything. You know, you, if you wanted something, you had, you had to go and yep. do it yourself, just about. And <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm... Sort of that school of um, life's not fair, kind of. Well, it's, it's well, does that, does that make you... Great lessons from Sally Feather. Does that make you a, <laughs> a better or worse person? If I sat, if I sat there and been, you know, spoon-fed by my parents and, you know, would that, would, would mm. I, would I... Be a better person. Couldn't be a worse one. 
I'm joking. I think I'm in agreement again. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, that, that couldn't end up that, down the rabbit hole. Uh, so, as as one of the leading female pro- proponents, proponents, um, creative directors uh, in New Zealand, how how have have you found that? Have you seen that you that you're treated differently, or do you feel that that's been held you back, or no? Day to day, or. Well, in, in your career, if you look, if you look, mm. um, I mean, there, you know, there may have been some incidents where you go, "I'd rather that person didn't do that." But how, how, do, do you felt that you've been treated differently as a creative? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's not one female that hasn't had situations in her life career that, yeah. that have been um, negatively impacted by her gender. I think yeah. that's that's probably quite universal, but. Um, and I'd, I'd mentioned this to you. I'd been quite, I think, and I think lucky to work in agencies that have had been pretty close or have had um, been creative departments that were yeah. pretty gender equal. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, I think where you start to see it Im- impacted is that casting, is the where the briefs come in and they do tend to some of those more, like I think especially when we're starting out, those sexier briefs potentially not going to female teams. Obviously, I was in 50-50 teams, so there was benefits and negatives to that. So we've sort of definitely seen that throughout our careers. But I think our approach has been to every brief to try and find the gold or the good work or the great idea because that's what you're doing every day. Um, So, yeah, so I would see I Of course, I see it every day. Mm. I saw it just recently. (laughs) You know, it wasn't... There have been some highlights, of course, but there's like everyday little micro things that that happen. So whether it's having things overexplained to uh, you, um, ah, I, you know. um, so I I um, talked to Jill Brinsden. I, yeah, I heard that recently. Did, great. did you listen to that? Yes, brilliant. Well, uh, well on uh, um, on LinkedIn, she I don't know if she was joking, but she said to someone said, "Oh, that that, that was you know that was great. How was the experience or something?" And she said, "Oh, it was." Um, it was fine. There was a, a little bit of mansplaining, but not, um, you, you know, not, not not more than I'm used to. And I thought, is, is she joking or did I do it? Uh, uh, so you listened to it. So did, did, what did I say that was wrong? Just so I know. Oh, if no, I, don't make me. I uh, don't. I, it, you know, if, if something... Well, I'll go back through it and I'll, um, I'll let yeah, you know. Email. Yeah. And, and, okay, so what have I, have I you know, <laughs> committed um, errors in this conversation? Absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so, Lisa, why are there generally, why do you think there are generally less um, women in, in creative departments? Oh, from my my experience, there's not as much. Yeah. It is pretty um, 50-50. It, has, it was yeah. at yeah. Um, Stanley Ogilvy. Obviously, I could take part in um, the recruitment, recruitment. there. Yeah. Um, and at TBWA, it was a little out at Droga, probably out of all the agencies, surprisingly, that probably where it was. Not, like, mm. massively, but it, it was a little um, more male there. Um, and then DDB, a little bit more male, but I think pretty close, and I think that's probably, you know, due to you and um, Toby, obviously, getting the, the best creatives in that you can, and then Colenso as well. Mm. So I actually haven't really had that experience. I think probably it was a question of, you know, when people 
when they do life things like have kids and balance yeah. that craziness of yeah. creative career. But now, obviously, there's a lot more, um, I think, understanding for parents of, you know, parents being men and women uh, in creative departments and um, creating flexible out working hours. Um, I mean, Jono will always go home earlier than me, but he'll be up late at night doing work. Yeah. So, you know, you make yeah. it you make it work. So circling back around to the more women, maybe there was when I started not, there definitely wasn't as many seniors and I don't know if there was um, an ECD in New Zealand when I arrived here, a female ECD. Um, happy to be corrected. Um, but at, at that very time, but obviously, you know, mm. coming up through the ranks, there's, there's brilliant CDs and ECDs um, at almost every agency in New Zealand now, yeah. which I'm so excited about. And obviously um, doing the juries for um, Access has, you know, showed me how many brilliant well, women there are in New Zealand advertising in much more senior roles. Well, we've actually at BCF Dentsu got uh, Bex Radford coming in, coming back oh, from... Fantastic. Did you ever work with her? No, I didn't. Yeah. No. Um, coming in from Amsterdam shortly. So the, oh, brilliant. So the, the, yeah, so there's a, a, a new generation bubbling under and um, the likes of uh, uh, myself, Toby, O'Sullivan, Rich, uh, were though, um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of move on a bit. Well, well you've all, I think, you know, to your credit, you've all like taught us and brought us all up from, you know, Natalie Knight, Maria Devereaux, Kim Regan, yeah. Beth O'Brien, there's so many. Yeah. Oh, Bridget Alkema and Emily down in Wellington and Crystal at, at Saatchi's. The, yeah, I can keep going. Sorry. Bridget Taylor. And, oh, obviously Bridget Taylor, who was, what, the first independent founder? Oh, not the first, but obviously. Yeah, but. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But she's obviously doing yeah. really, really well. So, So yeah. uh, uh, one, one last question. Sorry, because I'm <laughs> um, going a bit. I... I so you you work really really hard. Is it? How do you feel about your work life balance? Do you know? Do you, do you feel that the amount of time and effort that you put into your work is is balanced by by stuff that you do outside? No, it's not. So so you so you <laughs> genuinely you, it's something you feel I've got you work to too hard. something I've got to, I do have to work on. That's myself yeah. though. Yeah, you don't need. I don't need to apply that to anybody else. <laughs> No, you you need to do what's what's happy, mm. at, but I think that the the hard work that you have to do for your career to get in to make a name for yourself to get mm. great work out, you know, maybe you, you can't do that for um, ever, and mm. you know, like like maybe, maybe if I'd retired instead of resigned, I'd be okay. But uh, no, yeah. no, genuinely, um, I think it's so important. Your work gets better the more of life you let in yeah. as well. And that's something obviously I've noticed over the years. So it's something I'm going to keep working on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> on that note, Lisa, I'll, I'll say um, thank you so much for coming in uh, and, and talking. Oh, thanks so much for, in, for inviting me on. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Truth and Soul, the New Zealand advertising podcast. Okay, list of credits. Thank you very much um, to this week's guest. Uh, if you liked it, uh, drop us a line, uh, paul at truthandsoul.co.nz. Thank you very much to everyone at Franklin Road, uh, 
uh, Jonathan, Cole, uh, the Wastrel Shane, Vanessa and Gracie. Uh, Otis, who did the logo, and uh, Matt Stalker, who's going to play us out. Thank you. By the flickering spires of candlelight While the wicked sleep sound The anxious toss and turn Thoughts come not as single spies But in battalions While the wicked sleep sound The anxious toss and Forgive my trembling hands Crudely Silhouetted by The flickering spires of candlelight While the wicked sleep sound The anxious toss and turn Thoughts come not as single spies But in battalions While the wicked sleep sound The anxious toss and turn